Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. Alright guys, well before we dive into this week's episode with my friend Aaron Amber from Scentlock, which is going to be a fun episode, so you're going to want to stick around and listen to that, but before we dive in, the moment that you guys have all been waiting for, I would like to announce the winner of our massive giveaway we had going on. So for those of you who don't know, we were doing a giveaway for a brand new 2021 Redemption EKO from Bear Archery, a... Oz Radial Nano from Scentlock. We were doing a $150 minus 33 gift card, a backpack from Alps Outdoors, and an elite membership to Onyx with some Onyx swag. Now, the winner of that giveaway is Michael M. from Highland, Indiana. Michael M. from Highland, Indiana, congratulations on a fantastic set of prizes. We could not be happier for you. Guys, thank you so much for entering our giveaway. Stick around because we're going to be doing a lot more giveaways, a lot even bigger giveaways. I want to give away a big hunt. Uh, I want to take you on a hunt with me. Uh, so stay tuned as we start putting together some more giveaways for you. But thank you guys for entering. Now, let's head into our episode with Aaron Amber. All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast. We're coming to you. You might hear some background noise. You might hear some people uh, shopping and enjoying life because we're coming to you from uh, Cabela's in Wichita. So we have uh, we showed up this morning. I'm with Aaron Amber from Nexus Outdoors. Uh, Of course, the the powerhouse of Scentlock, Scentblocker, Oz. Uh, What other brands? What am I missing there? Tree Spider. Tree Spider. I did forget about Tree Spider. And so we showed up at Cabela's this morning, shot some bare bows, um, looked at some camo, and uh, and just had a good time, man. So now uh, we just want to sit down and talk. Aaron, you recently um, shot a nice buck here in Kansas. Where was you at? Yeah, I was out of Kingman, Kansas, which I guess you'd call it uh, Central Kansas about. Okay. And uh, he texted me and said, shot a decent one. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting in my blind while he texted me. He said, shot a decent one. And I'm looking at a spike in a doe. And I'm like, well, dude, I'd be happy <laughs> that I didn't walk by right now. But uh, no, a beautiful buck here in Kansas. And so, is this your first Kansas whitetail? No, I've shot a couple of deer in Kansas before, okay. but it's been four or five years since I've back, been back here. So, it was just great to get back to Kansas. And, you know, it's got that semi-prairie feel where you had open spaces and cropland, and yet you have concentrations of some woods. So, I mean, it, it just... It really equates to great habitat and great potential for whitetail. So I love being here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Kansas is is a special place, especially during the rut. And uh, you know, you did get to hit the rut, but were they rutting hard where you were? Yeah, I mean they they were just on the front end. I would say, you know, I had a couple of moments in the early morning as well as late afternoon where there was, I would tell you, maybe a 200-yard chase I could see, yeah. but most of it was a 10, 15-yard sort right. of push of the doe. So I think we're right on the front end. Right. And, and as you know, Dylan, so much has to do with the weather as well. So during that middays, you know, we had middays in the 75-degree percentage or 75-degree Fahrenheit. So it made it really tough to yeah. see some of that midday rutting, which every hunter wants to see at this time of year. Which it looked 
man, October, what was it, 25th maybe, uh, if I'm remembering right, we had a big cold front come in, snow, and just awesome. I'm like, dude, if this sticks around <laughs> for the rut, this would be one of the greatest ruts I've been a part of. Uh, and then, of course, it, welcome to the Midwest. It moves out. You come in, and we got 75 degrees. So um, tough hunting. But before we really dive into the story, man, give us a quick introduction to uh, yourself, Scentlock. I know you've been on the show before, so uh, I'm sure if people have listened, they're, they're familiar with you. But uh, give us a quick introduction to yourself, man. Yeah, well, again, thanks for having me. Um, as uh, you've introduced me, Dylan, Aaron Amber, and I'm the president of Nexus Outdoors. And a- as you said, we have a multitude of brands. Um, we have the Scentlock brand, the Scentblocker brand, Tree Spider. We have Whitewater Outdoors. And, you know, we've really taken the strategy to be a portfolio of outdoor brands. And um, probably what I'm most proud of is just our team and how we go about developing um, our assortment with each of the brands. At the end of the day, you know, it's about real people doing real things. And in our case, it's about those authentic outdoors people, which we all are, um, being out there creating product to make every consumer experience better. And that's, man, if I could just, I mean, let me encourage you guys. You do it. You do it well. Um, you know, I mean, I, I get to work with, with several people and, and you guys are just a, a pleasure to work with, uh, easy to work with. And, and like you said, you have a well-balanced, I mean, if you're going out West, you got clothing, but then if you're hunting in South Texas, you've got clothing. And then if you're going in the Midwest, you know, you got clothing. And so, um, some people, and, and I'm not going to talk bad about anybody, certainly, but some people, when they try to build that portfolio, you find that every brand is doing the same exact thing. So you're yeah. like, what's, what's the point? Merge them all into one. Uh, but you guys do it well. And so, uh, keep doing what you're doing, man, because I mean, not only is Scentlock one of the greatest clothing companies of all time, uh, but you've got accompanying companies that, that really set you guys apart. And so, um, keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, Uh, it's fun. And you know, one of the things, um, before we move on is, you know, why come out and get out in the field a few times in the fall is we're actually making sure some of our final products that are going to be launched in fall 2021, our tick tied and and so it was fun and exciting for me over the course of this week and next week i'll be using some of our new stuff to make sure those final placements of all the little parts and pieces of the garment are exactly right well, so. pardon me because i didn't i didn't know you had new gear with you no. so we're gonna head out to the, we'll stop this recording head out to the truck and i'm gonna look at some new clothing yeah. uh how long have you been with Nexus? You said, yeah, I've been with Nexus uh, about four and a half years. And you were actually with Cabela's before that. Yeah, so. interesting. We're in the Wichita store here at Cabela's, and um, always great meaning to me. I mean, I spent 15-plus years of my life um, growing up the world's foremost outfitter, and, and great experience. And I remember we opening up the Wichita store and coming down here in 2012, and here we sit today in front of the great fireplace and got to meet some old friends here in the store, too, and um, obviously, today on the other side of the table, Nexus Outdoors have a great engagement relationship with them, and we're actually just looking back at product a little bit ago, yeah. which is fun. I know we'll get into the product a little bit today, yeah. too. Now, do you think, here's what I, I'm interested to know. If you were to come in here and pull the right strings and say, man, I'm on a hunt, dude, lost my debit card, I need some scent lock, you think they'd give you any? I doubt it. <laughs> IOUs, I don't think work anymore, but I try hard though. <laughs> you know, but, but I will tell you, it's a great organization, um, Cabell's and Bass Pro, and what they're doing, and the people here. Just as we were agreed today, setting up for the podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. And shooting, shooting bows, and and looking at product. It's just again, it's that culture, which is always right. fun to see again. And that you know, that was one thing I'm intra, not interested in know anymore. But I was always curious how that transaction of Bass Pro Shop and Cabell's went. And uh, we were just talking with uh, 
I don't know his title here, but um, assistant GM, yeah, assistant GM, and and you know he was just raving about how good that transition was, which makes me happy uh, because I hate it when when people butt heads in the outdoor industry. I'm yeah. like, we're all one, you know, we're all hunters, yeah. we're all whether you're a bow hunter, rifle hunter, whether you wear uh, Sitka or Scentlock, we're all bow hunters, we're yeah. all hunters. Just get along, man. So it made me really happy to hear how how good he said that that transition was. So um, yeah, and the consumer wins at the end of the day. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's just like you or me, and we want to go out. We want to go to a place where we can see the best brands, see the widest assortments, and and, and get service to help us out make that purchasing decision. Yeah. That's what these guys are about. So certainly um, good to see that consumer has a great option for them. Yeah. Now, we uh, we started off sh- uh, shooting some bows. Um, you shot the Bear Divergent uh, EKO. Um, that's that it's two different bows. You got the Divergent, which was uh, the original Divergent, didn't have the EKO cam. Um, and then, but you shot the EKO, which has the adjustable let off. Uh, tell me your thoughts on that that Divergent EKO. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, first time I'll tell you, Dylan, I picked up a bare bow besides a recurve here for um, a few years, and I was really impressed. I mean, it, you know, it shot good. Um, it's smooth draw, and 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 the wall was pretty good, you know, and and I think. It's everything a guy would need. I mean, believe it or not, we just set it up this morning. Right. And yeah. you and I both shot it. And, I mean, we were Driving we were group. I mean, we had no more than, I would say, a, right. a silver dollar size group of arrows. Well, so. you smacked an arrow together. <laughs> I said, dude, you just broke one of Cabela's arrows. Yeah. Um, now, I did want to ask you about um, a lot of people... A lot of people have trouble with such a short axle to axle bow. They think string angle will be too sharp on it, won't won't perform well with them. Uh, I didn't hardly notice any. I, I loved the shorter axle to axle, and I've not shot that bow yet. You asked me, you said, have you shot this? I said, no, I actually haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I shot that bow, and I enjoyed it. Uh, did you, would you ever see any problem with that short axle to axle? No, I don't. I think, I, you know, I've kind of been both ways on it. And I think the, the real performances is when you even get out to farther distances, and yeah. you just... How does it work for you? Um, but in the environment today, I mean, where you can take a shorter bow and make it work. I mean, think about ground blinds. Think about trickier sort of shots. Think about tree stands where you have less clearance. I mean, I would tell you most people will go with a shorter ATA bow. And and I, I felt like it shot wonderful today. Really now, happy. Um, I think we were shooting the bow on 85% let off. Um, which really is, is a bit too much for me. I, I enjoy, I enjoy 80. Um, I don't have a problem with 75. It, it forces me to stay in the back of my shot and, per, and perform a good shot execution. Um, you told me that you didn't have much experience with that higher let off. Yeah. And, and, um, it's funny. So I was doing some donation of camel apparel a couple of weeks ago. Cause I have to refresh every year. I use new stuff for testing. Kind of like we right, talked about yeah. earlier. So I had an old Matthews Q2 bow and, and I'm like, what the heck, you know, I, I'm going to get that and cleaned it up. And that was a 65% let off. <laughs> and, uh, it, and it was, it's amazing. So I'm at 80% let off today is when I'm shooting. And I think that for me is about perfect right. 80, 65. I mean, when I had, I, I had plenty of tension on that thing <laughs> yet. I'm like, man, you know, on those, on those tough situations, I mean, here's where it matters. As you know, Dylan, you get in a situation where you have to hold your bow back for a period of time because that buck didn't do what he wanted to do. That's when I tell you it makes all the difference yeah, in my mind. Absolutely. Holding it 65 versus 80, I mean, that's a difference maker. I remember, I remember, man, the first the first deer I ever shot with a bow, 
I was shooting with one of my dad's like 74 bow. Uh, and, and looking back now, I mean, I was a, a high school kid, so I never thought about it. But looking back now, my dad still has that bow, and I drew it back not too long ago. And I'm like, Dad, you're pulling 70, and I think you're holding back 80. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how this even happens. It's such a – It's so true. But we talked about that, man. We talked about when we were standing back there, we're like, man, bows have come so far that it's just mind-blowing um, you know, if we could take it, my grandpa, you know, can't pull a bow back uh, anymore. My dad can't pull a bow back anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but if I could get my dad to say, if I could give him if the, the shoulders, his ability to draw a bow back now, he would just melt. I mean, he would just be blown away by the fact that how smooth the bows draw, how, how solid the back wall is, how he's holding back 10 pounds. Uh, just insane, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, you can, my dad, he's 74 years old and He's got his bow tuned down to like 45 pounds, and he still reminds me, Aaron, this still has more kinetic energy than the recurve I was yeah. shooting when I was Absolutely. growing up. So to your point, there's a lot of ways to go about it Absolutely. these days. And and then to, we saw even guys with crossbows this morning, which is also awesome to see from at least the demographic. A yeah. couple older guys 100%. were back there that, you know, they can't do the vertical thing anymore. They're back there trying to get a crossbow all tuned in. So, 100%. again, back to all of us who are doing one thing together. I love to see all sorts of walks of life being out there Absolutely. and being engaged in the outdoors. And what you just said, you know, about the demographic, that's why, and I know, I mean, I say this from every podcast I do, um, and eventually it'll get to where I stop saying it maybe, but uh, that's why I love bear archery because I can shoot a recurve. Uh-huh. Um, my kids can shoot one of their kid bows. My dad can shoot one of their high-end crossbows. I can, you know, grab the status EKO, now the redemption EKO, and have a top of the line. I mean, Anybody can find a bow, and and that's my dad had to switch to a to a uh, a crossbow. Uh, he's had like four reconstructive shoulder, shoulder surgery, so he couldn't pull a bow back if you paid him to. But um, and that was the deal. I was like, Dad, well, you know, man, I'll get you a bear crossbow. And so last year for Christmas, we got him a bear crossbow, and he fell in love with it. <laughs> uh, so he can find bows for everybody, and that's why that's why I love archery, man. It's so inclusive. Anybody yeah. and everybody can do it. Um, you're welcome. You know, you don't have to be. Right. You don't have to be a grown man. You don't have to have money. You don't have to just come enjoy shooting, man. You can you can get into it for relatively dirt cheap. Uh, you know, whether you're 80 years old and can't draw a bow back anymore, pick up a crossbow and go hunting, man. Yeah. Uh, archery is for everybody, and it's a sport that anybody can enjoy. Um, you did shoot the grizzly, though. Uh, yep. What would you think of that? You know, I, I it's these things we go through in life, and, and I can't describe, you know, I'm going to be – 50 years old believe it or not i know i don't look that today no, but <laughs> i would have guessed i would he had, the guy at the bow range had to ask you if he's 18 <laughs> but you know i would tell you to that i had a fun time shooting the recurve today i just recently um got into getting some traditional equipment and it's not like i'm too cool for school it's just fun to have some variety and when at scent lock back nexus outdoors we have an archery range inside our warehouse are and guys, outside. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> it's so much fun. And I, I, I can't tell you all the employees that I've had my longbow lately and, and been out there shooting traditional. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? And I'm like, well, let's come on. I'll show you. And just the freedom of pulling back, rip, gripping and ripping. Yeah. It is so much fun. That's what we did with the, the recurve this morning. It. It, and there's some freedom and simplicity. Yes, there 100%. is. 100%. And that's why I told you, um, and I've talked about this on several episodes, I told you I'm going back to a whisker biscuit, and that's part of why. Just going simple, getting back to the simpleness of archery. That's, Less is more, right? Yes, because that's why I fell in love with it, man. You know, being a kid, we didn't have lighted knocks. We didn't have sights on your light. We didn't have drop-away rests. We didn't have, 
you know, I mean, it was simple. You had one stabilizer on, you know, now we got sidebars and, <laughs> and back stabilizers and, and you got slider sights with four pins in them and it, it becomes so complicated and so overwhelming. And so I just love the simplicity of archery. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to do right now is just dumb down mm. everything I do, yep. um, which was, you know, part of the reason I started working with Mossy Oak, uh, going back to the simplicity of, of camo, you know, what I grew up wearing. Uh, we see new camo come out every three days. Yep. And I was like, I just want to go back to what I, I enjoy. I don't have to, you know, because I used to be the same way you were, you know, new camo every year and trying to find the newest, greatest. Well, what's, yep. what are these guys wearing? What are they wearing? Well, this, they make this look cool. I need to buy that camo. I just want to make it simple, man. Everything yep. I do, uh, which is the appeal for traditional archery for me. And just yep. like you, I'm just now getting into it. Uh, I used to plank around some work at a bow shop in college. And so, you know, we'd pick up a recurve and go out and shoot it. But uh, I'm just now getting into that. And it's so nice to grab your bow and grab five arrows and go out and just start shooting. I don't have to, I don't have to get a release and get my range finder and I don't have to, it's so easy, man. It's so enjoyable. It's well, just, and right now I think, you know, is, is, you know, we chat a little bit, 2020 has been a tough year yeah. and, um, um, this whole simplicity of people reengaging the outdoors, I'm going to bring this all the way around to your comment is, you know, we, the, the, the outdoor industry has had a really engaged year with the customer. I mean, we, we don't sell bows and arrows or cross, you know, sights or crossbows or like that, but all my peers I talked to, it's been an unbelievable year. And what we're finding is the family is finding that connection again with the simplicity of the outdoors right. um, because of the COVID I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's really good for, again, this demographics about right. the simplicity and the engagement, the, the experience outdoors and, and just plunking in the backyard. So 100%. I think I, that's probably the most exciting thing in a really tough year yeah. that I've seen is no, connection 100%, with the outdoors. Man. And with, with a, with a, a, a parent who's got young kids, you know, volleyballs were canceled. T-balls were canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, church events were canceled. You know, we didn't have church camp this year. That's now a week that we're sitting at home where we didn't have anything to do because we had blocked off our schedules. So we're sitting at home. We can't leave the house. Let's go hike. That's let's, right. Let's lace up some boots and go hike. Let's go outside. You know, sweetheart, go grab your little bow. Let's go out and shoot. Uh, let's, you know, let's go shed hunting. We got to shed hunt this year, which we never get time to do <laughs> because it's crazy time of year. So, you know, and of course, even coming up this year, you know, 2021 ATA has already been canceled. SHOT Show has already been canceled. Yeah. You know, so there's now weeks in shed hunting season where we get to go out and, and we don't have anything to do now. That's right. Um, so absolutely, COVID has sucked, but it's given us that that just, what do we do now? We don't have anything to do. I'm tired of watching TV. I'm tired of playing Xbox. Well, let's go outside and throw sticks and hit rocks. And man, I, I walked outside the other day, and my son had usually when your son, your two year old son's quiet, you know, you're like, yeah, something's going down. <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching TV. The Razorbacks were on 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 playing football. Um, so I'm sitting there watching the game, and my son was eerily, eerily, eerily quiet. And I'm like, something's going on, man. He's you know, coloring on the walls or. He's eating the dish pods or something. Something's up. So I walk in there, and I walk in there like a like you're walking into a horror movie, like trying to look see what's going on. And he was sitting out on the back porch, and I kid you not, he had a rock and a stick, and he was just hitting the stick and hitting the rock, and for thirty minutes. And, and I know that you know that's a two year old boy, but it really does show us that my kids were tired of being cooped up in the house. So he just wanted to go outside and do something, man. Whatever it was, and that's how my girls are right now. Uh, I walked outside the other day. And I was so proud of them because usually, you know, kids these days, when I was a kid, you couldn't pay me to go inside. It was like, I'm outside all day. I'll 
leave at breakfast, see you, and see you at dinner, Mom. Um, but now it's like, kids, turn the TV off, find something else to do. And uh, I was looking for my daughters the other day, I couldn't find them. So I walk around the back of the house and couldn't find them, walk around the back of the fence, and they had tied a rope to the tree and they were swinging on it. I'm like, praise God. Thank you for doing something. One of you is going to break an arm. It's going to cost me a lot of money, but it's worth it. Um, but you're right, man. Uh, it absolutely has driven people to the outdoors. And, and I don't really know how we got here from, from sure. <laughs> shooting recurves, but, um, the simplicity, I guess, yeah. in the outdoors, how we got yeah. here and how special it is, you know, um, back to the bear grizzly. Yeah. Uh, we were shooting a 50 pounder, which I, I, I've, I've been learning. I, like I said, I'm just, I'm a, two months into this yeah. uh, so i'm new to it and uh i have a 45 pound grizzly and you could i could tell the difference in that five yeah. pounds man she was barking a little bit when you got it back <laughs> i could there. tell the difference um no I, I loved the way it shot um i shot horribly i did put the 3d target up and wounded a doe um but and, and we went we moved on before i had embarrassed myself yeah, so somebody else came in and we had to go but no it was a good time man um Tell me about this deer hunt in Kansas, man. You had a tough week. I know you grinded it out. Um, how did it unfold? Yeah, well, so, you know, this week, when, when you see it set up on the calendar, it, it's set up great. I mean, you have a red moon week happening this week. And, you know, Bill Winky, he, he'll tell you he loves the seventh the best. Um, there's many people say they, <clears throat> they like to pre-rut the best. So we're right in that zone where anything can happen. And, and the goal is when you're hunting the first week of November, and I'm going to just call it Midwest, is you're looking for that first doe that comes into heat, and you're just praying to God that let her be on my property. And most of these, um, what happens biologically, if you have an early cycle doe that one comes into heat, and that doe's still alive, that doe will come in the same time every year. So what you're hoping for is have one of those ram around. If you have one of those does ram around, you have the bucks chasing. So unfortunately this week, it was really light on the rut side. Um, <clears throat> we were hoping to see more activity. And again, back to the weather comment, I'm sure the weather had something to do with it. So um, yeah, um, I, most of the movement, I, I, I tell you, it was early, Dylan. It was by 8.30, things were pretty much shut down. Uh, we had mid-70s, midday. I actually ground out, sat all day Monday, all day Tuesday, and then I was lucky enough to catch up on one Wednesday morning. Um, but it was dead at 8.30. We had a little movement at 3.30 towards the end of the night, but it was pretty much shut down. Full moon, red moon, um, it, it was it was pretty tough. But um, all I know is you can't kill one staying in the house. So, you know, that 10 to 2 buck, which I thought I'd probably kill this week, you know, it, it wasn't happening. But Yeah, and that is, you know, I've been out, I went out quite a bit this week, and I didn't see the rut activity. I normally see this early either. Um, Of course, I'm hunting a property I've never hunted in the rut before. And on the map, it looks like it would be a fantastic rut property. Um, I just didn't see the rut activity. And, you know, like you said, Mm. I've mentioned this article several times, uh, but I saw an article where they asked 10 big buck killers, what's one day you'll go hunting? Uh, But if you could pick one day of the year to be in the tree stand, what would that day be? And like six of the ten said November seventh, Bill Winky being yeah, one of them, yeah. uh, Jeff Danker being another. Yeah. I don't I don't remember all of them, but um, just big buck killer saying November seventh. And we're recording this on the sixth. Uh, tomorrow is the seventh. Yeah, I don't get to hunt. Never do. It's my kid's birthday. Uh, yeah, dude, I had a seen kid born on November seventh. <laughs> I read this article and it says, "What's the one day?" It says November seventh, and then in like a month, I'm sitting in the hospital on November seventh. My wife's giving birth, and. Uh, be careful what you do on Valentine's Day, because <laughs> Valentine's Day is nine months from November seventh. Oh. Um, well, lucky for you, you can live vicariously through others because yes. of social media, right? Well, and I told my wife, I'm like, why couldn't this be a son? Because then 
I could turn this around and then mm-hmm. every year after this say, hey, son, I'm taking you on a hunting trip for your birthday. Yeah. Uh, but my daughter uh, is my daughter. But uh, no, really good time. And then two years later, I was headed out west and my wife goes into labor on September uh, September 2nd. So oh my goodness. that canceled a Western trip for me too there. <clears throat> so, uh, But I'm done now, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, so did you did you score the deer? Did you measure it? Yeah, yeah, I rough, I roughed it. It was in in the fifties. Um, a really good buck, <clears throat> a really good buck for for you know um, Kansas. I mean, I think it's very representative. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be happy to shoot a fifties right now. Um, I actually passed on probably a, a, a mid forties. Um, I guess it was Monday morning. Um, but again, I, I showed you a picture. I'm just chasing mm-hmm. a giant right now, and yeah, and uh, you know, my luck, I would have shot that one forty, and then. Uh, my giant would have came out and I would have been sitting there <laughs> stinking mad at myself. But, uh, no, he's, he's pretty consistent. So I should be able to shoot the 140 just about any time I want. Yeah. So. You just got to keep after, you know, I was lucky Wednesday morning and, you know, my strategy was pretty much hunting transition areas, um, this week, you know, between field area and bedding. And I was trying to get closer to bedding because you just never know when they're going to start getting a lot closer right. to bedding areas and looking for, bumping does and luckily the buck that i had um, was coming uh, down a, a little transition funnel if you will going towards a bedding area and i was lucky enough to catch up with them and and so you know the strategy played out a little differently than than maybe i thought it might from just an activity but um super proud and, and, and lucky i had an opportunity to harvest that deer now was this was this just a private lease was this an outfit yeah semi-guided i'd call it semi-guided outfit so um um, yeah, it's a relationship we've had for a couple of years and, and, um, again, just, uh, they do a pretty nice job of, of having reason, some reconnaissance. The reason I ask is because I, I was curious to know what, what the outfit was saying about the weather and the rut and, you know, when things might turn around. Uh, I'm guessing, uh, we've got a cold snap coming Monday, uh, which would be the ninth. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, definitely, I think that'll kick them more into the rut, yeah. to the rut spirit. So, um, I was more surprised, um, because I thought last week when you said this weather came through that there would be more movement. And when, when they were going through all their cameras, there, believe it or not, there was not significantly much difference at all in traffic right. last week versus this week. And, in fact, they had a couple of midday movers. We had a couple of pictures at one twenty in the afternoon, one at 2 o'clock. And so you can tell uh, Dylan it is just right on the cusp. If we right. get that cold front next week, um, I you know, it's going to pop. Most, right most definitely yeah and i will you know monday and tuesday will be my all day set uh, yeah. you know I, I had originally told you let's meet a little later so i can hunt this morning yeah uh, and i decided to just pull out let, let the pressure lie of course i'm probably going to get a picture of him this morning uh, and <laughs> why, be, why not right i'll be mad at you yeah no, i'm just kidding um but you know pull out let the pressure lie and let it wait for that time to really kick yep. it up uh, yep. why go in there and put more scent in there why go in there and make more noise uh when i can just pull out let pressure lie and then when it's really hot go in there and actually have a really good chance. Of well, that's harvesting. smart. I mean, the last thing you want to do, especially with that buck you have on the camera, is, is pressure him. I mean, it'll happen what's supposed to happen and, and not pressing it too early. I know you're excited and I don't want to miss a moment, but, you know, certainly every day, as you know, it gets better. Right. And, now, my, my, my hunt Tuesday morning quickly turned into a coyote hunt. <laughs> I uh, I saw one coyote and he came in and uh, – Stood right at 20 yards, so I got mm. my bow up, got to full draw. Right when I got to full draw, he decided to take off. Um, but then I saw him come back, and then I saw three more coyotes. And so I literally pulled out my squalor and just started squalling. I'm like, forget deer hunting, man. I'm coyote hunting. <laughs> and uh, no, it was a fun hunt. Um, 
But yeah, when I see a coyote, I quickly turn into a coyote hunter. Yeah, I'm surprised at how many coyotes and bobcat are in this part of the country, you know. And, and I thought there was pheasants around here yet, but I heard the predation's been really bad on yeah. the turkeys. The pheasants are almost non-existent, at least where we're at. And I mean, we heard a lot of coyotes. I actually saw a couple of bobcat bobcat on the hoof um, when I was hunting. So um, definitely, there's a lot of good opportunity. I think go go predator hunting. So what happened was. Um we had a bad ice storm. Um, it was probably seven years ago. Okay. Killed off a lot of turkeys, a lot of pheasants. We finally started getting our pheasant numbers back up. And, uh, you know, I could tell easily. We'd make one trip out, out to pheasant hunt every year. And, and you know, those years we were killing 20, 25 birds over the weekend. And, and uh, where before we were killing 80, 85, 90 birds in the weekend. Um, and so last year was really our... our it had finally got back to, man, this is on fire. And then we have horrible flooding all across the state. Hmm. Uh, I mean, horrible flooding. And it killed a lot of birds again. And so we're right back to that rebuilding phase. And I really haven't seen number breakdowns on, mm-hmm. on uh, before and after all the flooding. Uh, but I can't imagine that it didn't take a huge toll on the pheasants. Um, because it was horrible, man. I mean, there was town shut down, you know, I don't know if you saw a lot of coverage of it, but, uh, we couldn't get, we were going to drive to Arkansas and spend time with family and we couldn't get, the roads were closed like four times between us and Arkansas. So, uh, we couldn't even get there and it was insane, man. I mean, just, uh, water standing. Uh, I saw one guy in his field, in his, in his wheat field, um, standing up to his waist in water for like three weeks. So I can't imagine that it didn't take a huge toll on the pheasants. Um, now, let's talk about some Sinlock, man. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, um, you know, this is a great example of a week and which really plays um, to our advantage on one of our programs. One of our most elite programs is the Bowhunter Elite One. We call it BE1. And what's so amazing about that, that toolkit is its ability to hunt different conditions. Yeah. So, I had the BE1 toolkit with me this week. Now, this week was interesting because the variance or variability in the weather was not as great as I experienced last year in Iowa for the first 10 days. But it's such that, you know, we start from with, with our midweight piece and then we have a, you know, a, a base layer and we have on-demand um, reactor, which is an on-demand uh, layering piece. And to me, if there's one theme of this week, it was it was layering, meaning that um, in the morning, I mean, we had one morning it was 33. The others were 40, 42 degrees. And, I, you know, I wanted to layer something under my Voyage Jack and Pant, which I'd say is, is a midway package. Yeah. Um, but it worked really good. So I was actually layering up. I'd wear one extra layer. And during the day when I was on those all day sets, I certainly took that layer off. So I was able to, if you will, move if you will, with the, the, the climate and environment. And had I been here last week, what I've been doing is doing some of that combination and also introducing our fortress, which I know you, I know you I love our you fortress, Park and Bib, and you can tell me, you, you tell me better than I about your love for that piece. So I, uh, yeah, I, I was, I decided to go out and hunt last week and it was, and it was 16 degrees and, and we actually did a podcast, um, just like the hour before we went out, and that went out last week. So you heard about us talking about that weather. Yep. Um, so I did decide to go out, had the fortress uh, bib and and uh, parka on, and 16 degrees and snowing. And now I was in a ground blind, so I wasn't getting snowed on. Um, I couldn't have done this if I was in the snow, but 
I actually hunted the entire time with my parka completely unzipped <laughs> because I got too warm. Um, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm not, I have no need to sell you on the product. Uh, but I told you that immediately I was blown away. I'm like, I was worried about being too cold and, uh, because I really just put on one base layer. I put on a heavyweight Merino base layer, uh, top and bottom yep. and then the fortress. And I was kind of, I'm like, am I putting on enough? Uh, because it is cold. It was real windy. I'm like, this is going to suck. Um, but I hunted the entire time on my jacket, park on zip. Just yeah. insane, man. Worked like it should, right? Now I, I do have a love for that, but my favorite series and, uh, of all time is the forefront. Yep. I have to say, just the fit, yep. the quality. I mean, I, I love the way they fit athletically. You could wear them. I could literally wear those for anything. Where I, I was on the phone with a guy uh, on the way here, and I said, "Dude, I think I can hunt down in the 30s with this." You yep. know, if I'm if I put on a good base layer and a good vest, and then and you're uh, tough too, so that helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I do. I, I don't get cold easily. Yeah, I, really, right. I really don't. I mean, that's just uh, ask my wife. I keep the house about 67, sure. and I still don't sleep with a blanket. Yeah, um, that's just no. Uh, but really, it's just a, a fine series. I could wear that with anything. It's any, our most pop. It's our most popular midway piece by by far. And um, you're right. It's just a little bit um, when we compare it against the B1, just a little bit lighter. It's in that core midweight range. And yeah. and you're right with layering, even with that from, you know, base layers to even an on demand, you know, um, layering piece under that. You can go pretty deep in the season. Yeah. And that piece as well is great because it has that super hydrophobic DWR. So yeah. it really is its ability to shed, if you will, if you get a little bit of mist, a little bit of moisture, lean against a tree walking in the morning so it's a great piece and and your 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 experience and your and your love for it doesn't surprise me now uh your your what's steve's title marketing yeah he's a senior manager of marketing steve okay. alley yep steve alley now don't tell him we talked about him because i want to see if he listens uh he posted a really funny picture i think it was this morning yeah and he was carrying right. a huge did you see this oh yeah carrying a huge suitcase in i mean just overly sized uh, and it said, you know, when you're hunting the Midwest or whatever. Right. And uh, it's and so I, true, though, isn't it? It's so true. But but it goes back to why Scentlock strives, uh -huh. because there is a layering system that I can get by with anything. And, yep. You know, I could pack a bag and, and literally hunt in 70 to 10. Right. I mean, just that's the beauty of it. Well, and that's why, you know, my bag, I believe it or not, I was thinking about that post that Steve had this morning when I was packing up my truck. And because I'm headed tonight to Oklahoma, you'll get and, the cold front, and I'll get a cold front, and then I'm going from there to Illinois. And who knows in the Midwest in in another week what that's going to look like. So that's why you know the bag is a little bit bigger. But again, the yeah. uh, the toolkit that that I'm using some new stuff that I know you want to see it. It's in my truck and see your bag. But I'll uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I have a couple of heavier weight pieces uh, um, that we're excited that we're just. I, I got the final prototypes, uh, salesman samples, so I'm going to use them. Hopefully it gets a little cooler because that's what I need to test those out. And uh, But that's the Midwest. Yeah. It is. It's from 75 down to 30 down to, I was just mentioning Iowa last year, 12 days. It was 5 degrees was the high, I think, on November 4th or 5th last year. God. And you know while that is sitting all day? Yeah. That's cold. I don't <laughs> care who you are. That is cold. Not moving, you know, yeah. so... Man, there was one time, uh, there was one time uh, here in Kansas, just a, a cold front like I, I mean, I've lived here for six years now and a cold front like I'd never seen. It got uh -huh. down to negative 11 and just dumping snow. And uh, I went out and set and, and 
craziest deer activity I've ever seen. I think we saw like 14 bucks. I mean, just an incredible night. But you want to talk about getting cold, man. It yeah. didn't take long. Your eyelashes are freezing <laughs> shut to your face. And well, as no, you know, if you're cold. if you're not comfortable, though, um, people aren't going to be out in the field. Absolutely. And and just like that experience you had had, you know, if you're not dressed, if you're not comfortable, if you can't execute a shot because you don't have the right, you know, if you can't draw back, so you're too cold or too much bolt, it doesn't work. So that's obviously what we fight for every day is making sure we can keep people warm, comfortable, protected right. from elements. And then obviously with our scent technology, which is the number one reason that we exist, uh, it all comes together. Now, if you are, if you, if you are in the field, but mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable, what happens is you're not sitting still. You're That's not right. being quiet. I mean, so if you are in the field, you're running your hunt if you're not comfortable. That's right. Um, but man, it's my pet peeve. Like when you find a hunting clothing, when you find a clothing company, you're like, but where's the midweight? Yeah. Where's the lightweight? This is only good if it's four degrees outside. Or yeah. this is only good if it's 70 degrees. What happens when it gets cold? Uh, so really, man, kudos to you guys for covering all your bases. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Hey, have you got a new heated vest yet? I don't. Oh, my goodness. So... We actually have a part of our assortment. Um, it's called the BE1 Reactor. And that's pretty new, right? Yeah, that's as new for this fall. And so we've had a ton of people buy it this year. And I was actually using it last year um, down in Iowa. And I'll tell you what, that's a great piece that we've really simplified the battery. You can use any USB battery. And um, it has a power switch right on the, the vest. And it, talk about dressing lighter, having less on so less is more back to the simplicity deal yeah. and being able to use that to just have maximum comfort and the benefit is not only does your core stay warm but you know what else happens when your core stay warm everybody everything else stays warm exactly you get it and you know blood flows better to your extremities hands feet and so um that's just another thought and it's not like it's it's revolutionary but as it relates to making a part of a bigger sto- bigger story um uh, just getting great feedback on it i am a i am a diehard vest guy um ask my family like even <clears throat> outside of the woods i mean right i don't like to wear a jacket uh because even if it's 10 degrees outside i know i'm about to walk into a cabela's where the fire's going and it's gonna be hot <laughs> yeah uh so i don't like to wear a big jacket i just wear a vest because I might be a little cold when I go outside, but then I'll be comfortable when I go inside. I love a vest. Uh, and I remember I was hunting with a guy, and he always made fun of me for wearing vests, always. Because, you know, I wear them to church, over my button-up shirt. I'll wear them to family dinner, whatever. I'll wear them everywhere. And he always made fun of me for wearing a vest. And I took him on a duck hunt. The river was frozen over. It was freezing cold. He was over there shivering. And I, I had a big, thick wool vest. And I said, dude, <laughs> just put it on. And he put it on. He's like, this really actually did make a difference. I've always thought they're dumb because my arms are still out. And I'm like, dude, if you keep your core warm, that's right. you're good. Which is why if you see a lot of archers, a lot of target archers, if it's cold out for a, a target shoot, they're wearing just a vest because it's still circulating blood, like you said, keeping their core warm, but it doesn't bundle them up to where they can't shoot their bows. That's right. Uh, so vests are vital. And then you got, uh, you got, hey, I like your blocker outdoor pants right there, my friend. Yeah, Matrix. Um, but, uh, Sorry, I had to shout out to a customer who's yeah. wearing your products. He was oh. like, who's that dude with the headphones <laughs> on? Well, why is he saying hi to me? So, uh, Well, we had a guy a minute ago come through in another clothing brand, and I wanted to just yell at him and say, where's your scent lock? <laughs> but, no, I didn't. Um, where was I even at with this? The vest. The vest. Yeah, the um, duck hunting deal. Just vital, man, for any outdoorsman. Yeah. Uh, and, and now you, you've added the heat to it. 
Yeah. Can't wait to get one, man. And it's super lightweight and thermal value, premium. It's just, it's really nice. So, again, it's all about being there in the woods when you need to be there, no matter what the conditions. But you guys, you guys are pretty much sold out of stinking everything. It's been um, a good year. It's been a really good year, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I tried to get the, the Oz Infuse forever and it was yeah. sold out. And so, um, let me let me just make mention, man. Come to Cabela's. Uh, That's to, right. Go to a, a Academy or Dick's. You know, whoever sells Scentlock, uh, because they might be sold on their website. But these people are still still got product. We just went back there. You, yeah. you guys got some product out yep. there. Uh, a lot of Oz products over there. I, I checked those out earlier. Uh, they have the Infuse here, which you cannot buy on Scentlock. Yep. It's sold out. And so, um, if you're looking for product. It, Come to Cabela's. Come yeah. to, come shop at these places because, you know, we support them. Uh, don't think, well, I want to shop from Scentlock. Well, you still are. Right. Uh, but but support the people that, that sell our products. Well, great experience, great assortment here. Um, to your point, um, we want customers to come engage and touch and feel, um, get sized up right, yes. touch the infuse, understand what, you know, what size it is, how it appears, look at the, the, in, the ozone. I mean, it's... It's a great place, and plus, it's fun. There's a bunch of big stuff up on the walls, and I know a lot of animals that I would love to shoot. Oh yeah, it's almost not fun sometimes because you're like, oh, <laughs> only if, right? Only yeah. if. Yeah, I can't wait to be to a place where I can just walk in Cabela's and be like, why would you shoot that tiny elk? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but you're right. Come, come support these places. That's one of the biggest. Um, uh, benefits of coming and getting your clothes here Absolutely. is you can try them on. Uh, I hate. Man, shipping stuff back is a pain. Yeah. Um, so come try clothes on, you know, and then if you do want to order from Scentlock, at least you know what size you need. You know, you know what series you're going to like. Uh, you know, I've ordered stuff that looks good online and I don't yep. like it. Uh, it didn't fit me the way I wanted it to. It wasn't the piece I was looking for. Uh, so come into a place you can actually fill them, try them on. Same with bear archery. That's right. You know, come try a bow out. If you've thought, you know, I'd love to shoot a bear, uh, but I, I've not shot one in a while. Come try it out, you know. These guys bent over backwards for us in the range. They set up yep. a bow for us. It took 10 minutes. Yep. You know, and we were shooting and we're driving tacks with it. I mean, come try the bows out here. Yeah, um, like me today, had I not got a chance to have a range and go draw that bow and experience it, um, it's it, you can't do it elsewhere. So. Yeah. So go try those places out, and of course go try out your local dealers. They're going to have our Elite Series. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, our Elite, our dealer-only series. So go check out your your local bow shops and shoot your redemption EKOs, you know shoot your your whitetail legend series uh, bows. Shoot those bows, try them out, get a feel for them. If you don't like them, yeah. buy something else. But at least you got hands on. Yep. You got to try it. You got to experience. Um, before we go, send us off, man. We started something new here that I don't think you've been on since we started. Oh, maybe, maybe you were. Yeah, we'll try it again. Have you done a field note? Um, perhaps. All right, give us a field note, um, something you've learned over the years, and it can't be hunt the wind because uh, mm. we've heard that from like eight people. Uh, so just a quick note that I can jot down, keep in my back pocket, pull it out, you know, when I'm in Iowa and I'm thinking, man, I can't get it done. Well, I remember what, what Aaron told me at Cabela's that one day. What do you got for me? Well, I hate I, the, the one I used last time was definitely the head mask as it relates to scent management, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. Um, this is, you know, there's a debate on this, but here's what I'm going to tell you is that I learned the lesson this year. I was out hunting in Wyoming and uh, mostly deer hunting, um, and then I went antelope hunting, and I didn't take my rubber boots. So I'm still going to go back to an old tried and true. Make sure you're wearing rubber boots um, when you're whitetail hunting. 
I still see pictures of people in leather boots. There's nothing wrong with leather boots. But if you're all around, if you're all about making sure the deer doesn't have one more reason to get in a place you don't want them to think there potentially it would be something up, I, w- I would definitely say rubber boots. And I'm a big tucker inner, so I think tucking into rubber boots, even the sentiment. I mean, we I think tucking in, you're still better off because that rubber, um, believe it or not, walking grass. I have not been fouled up to my tree stand in so long. Yeah. So that would be what I'd say. You do hear people debate it, and uh, it's almost as if, what are you even debating anymore? It's scientifically proven that rubber does not hold scent like leather does. So 100%, man. Uh, Now, I do find, like, my rubber boots are super insulated. Yeah. Um, So if if it's early season, I'll wear my my schnees in, uh, which are my leather boots. Yep, yep. But but you're right, man. I almost feel uncomfortable doing yeah. so. I'm almost like looking down, thinking, "Curse you, leather boots." <laughs> uh, so I need to get an uninsulated pair. Yeah, of rubber I mean boots. that's the key to get an uninsulated pair of rubber boots, and don't get a neoprene top. Get a full rubber cloud all the way to the top, because yep. that neoprene fabric will even hold some scent. So get a get an uninsulated rubber cloud, dude. Right back here in the corner. Yeah, they'll they'll take your money. Yeah. They will uh, absolutely take your we'll money. We'll go back there and try some on. <laughs> we'll see if we can get some for free. Yeah. I'll say, do you not know who this guy is? <laughs> uh, no. Um, man, I got a scent control tip. What is you it? You ready for this? Yeah, I It's am. life-changing for you. Um, you know deodorant, yeah. right? You use it sometimes? Uh, I, we have uh, un, un, unscented deodorant, yes. Oh, you guys sell it? Yes, we do. I'm so sorry because well, I'm about to man, destroy that. It's all right. How much do you charge for it? Oh, probably about seven eight bucks that's all i need to know go to your cosmetology section (laughs) at walmart uh and and just go to your Mm. regular deodorant section look at the very bottom because nobody ever buys it it's like arm and hammer unscented deodorant for like a buck there you go that's what i've I've used that for like five years money sip and money saving tip i just saved six bucks yeah Uh, so that's my little tip man right there just i i i don't know if people get as much joy out of this as i do but I love finding things that aren't technically for hunting yeah. that I use for hunting, and then they work really well. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that, man. We well, need being product development because that's yeah. what it's all about. That's that's exactly what I need to do because I'm like, man, I just save six bucks because if I go yeah. back to the hunting section, uh, that's going to be seven dollars, or I can get this <laughs> one for a buck. It's the same stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't. You are correct. It does not have. It doesn't have the product in it to actually keep the scent away this is just right, non-scented right. deodorant so it keeps me from sweating yeah. and it doesn't smell so there still is a benefit of buying your product there you go uh because it, it that does work to destroy the the, the odor and keep it away That's this right. just keeps me from sweating so well this has been fun it has been fun man next time we need to come do this and we just need to interview people as they walk by oh yeah that would like, be a good time. who are you and why what do you need from me right like, hey jump in here let's ask you some questions what are your thoughts on the presidential election sir <laughs> he had nothing to say. Uh, a guy really did walk by and looked at me like I had seven eyes on that. Um, no, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, so thank you for taking time out you to bet. come here, man. Uh, we're going to go get a fat steak. Thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. Thank you.